0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Community FC where we've got a transfer special coming I was about to say, it technically is, you know, part of the the Roundup review series We will label it episode 3 of of season 2 But this is the January transfer special Obviously the January transfer window closed yesterday So we thought, why not? No football really this week, FA Cup could be on the weekend But let's get get an episode out And um, we've got some fun stuff to talk about So I've got my uh, regular co-host as always, Rich, how you doing mate?
1: Very well, thank you Aidan. Thanks for having me as always.
0: My pleasure, my pleasure. So, we will jump straight in. Um, We're going to go through um, kind of clubs um, in alphabetical order. Some of them will have a lot to say, some of them won't. We're going to try and keep it a fairly quick episode. Um, I just wanted to start with an interesting one here, um, which is a quote I saw from the BBC actually. And they were saying that... um, the Premier League um, completed the second highest January spending in history with a total of £295 million spent. Um, but if you look at that with last year, and I know the coronavirus age will we'll obviously skew these figures quite a lot, but if you look last year, Premier League clubs only spent £70 million in January 2021. So that is, you know, crazy amount less uh, this year. And obviously some teams are, which we will discuss, uh, you know, Paying over the odds for a lot of players because then you know need is must uh, for lots of them. But I just thought it was a really interesting stat that they've they've paid a lot of money this year, and and we we know we see that anyway. The increasing uh raise of of every transfer window basically with with ridiculous numbers happening. Um, but yeah, we will kick off uh with Arsenal. So um, we, I mean we can go we can go team to team. Um, and this one was a, a really simple one for for ins. Um, they've got Austin Trusty who's coming in in the summer, I believe, um, from Colorado Rapids. So he plays in the MLS currently, um, and, but he doesn't come into all the summer and he's a defender. So I think that's where we'll be saying this quite a lot, but I think he's a, he's a young'un to uh, kind of bolster the squad and they, they've seen something in him. I will hand over to you though, because I think the outs are actually quite an interesting one for Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Arsenal haven't had a great transfer window, to be honest. Um, now, the biggest name on there is Albamian going for free. Um, to Barcelona, which is, uh, a obviously, he's, he's had his issues and he's had his problems on and off the pi- off the pitch, but, he's a goal scorer, and I feel like if you're letting a goal scorer go, you need to get another goal scorer in. Well, and they missed out on their target,
0: I'm going to say, isn't probably wrong, but uh, Vlahovic, wasn't it, that they really, really wanted, everyone was sure they were going to get? Nope.
1: Well, this, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, and, you almost want to see them have, you know, option two, option three, option four, but, it looks like they just switched off. Um, I think there's another target. Um, name recalls me um, the name uh, slips my mind, but mm. um there you was two well, targets.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I was going to say We had two targets, but you think even if they missed out on them, if you as you said losing one, even bringing in someone younger like some of these other clubs are going to talk about have bringing in someone that's back up back up back up like
1: yeah, this is it um you know, and Arsenal I think it's probably fair to say that a lot of their goals come from midfield this season. Definitely. Um, so I would be a little bit concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, some other interesting ones umcalazannach for free to Marseille yep you know I His feel like that's probably yeah. yeah that's probably a fair one. Callum Chambers to Villa uh, I like the lad ex Saints lad um, mm-hmm. I think he, he he could do with some more game time really
0: absolutely yeah he needs to get away from the club first yeah
1: time. um Maitland Niles was a bit of a surprising one to be honest because I think he gets he does get some game time. He does, but
0: I think he's one of those people a bit like Joe Willock when he went to Newcastle from them as well. He's looking for more game time in general. And I think what he's looking at, and I don't know if he's friends with me, probably as London clubs as well, but obviously he's, he's looking at what Tammy's done and he gone to Roma as well under Mourinho. And he's thinking, we're not looking at other Premier League clubs getting me particularly, so I'm going to go in here and see what I can do. So I think they're all all of them are sensible moves from Arsenal because most of them need to be shipped. Abraham, well, the thing Abraham, is...
1: Oh, so I was about to say, the thing is, the, obviously, with the new rules coming in next season for loans as well, you're going to see these teams kind of start to uh, strip out players. So it <laughs> doesn't surprise me that you've got a lot of loans this window, because this is their last chance to impress the yeah. parent clubs before they're going to have to be sold. Yeah. Because you can only have is it eight players uh, out on I loan. I can't remember the actual new I think it's something. it's something like that. So eight players out on loan. Um, where which is outrageous when you consider that some some teams have, I think Chelsea had like 28 last year, we, you know, so,
0: loads as well, yeah,
1: exactly. So, this I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing a lot of yeah. loans,
0: and it would make sense. Um, and we said that for you know the whole Chelsea thing a few years ago that that makes total sense and, and that kind of makes a bit fairer. What I was going to say for it, feels I think the yeah, Bamayang one was interesting because I think the quote even came out when they were like, he, He's happy to take any money that Barcelona are willing to pay because he just wants out, which it must just be such a toxic situation from both ends now that he just wants out. Um, um, so that that's fair enough. The only other thing I was going to say about Arsenal was um, that they they really wanted um, like Vlahovic up top or someone like that, but they also were desperate for a midfielder, and yet no midfielder has come. They, they have a lot of scoring talent from midfield, but they needed. Another centre mid, a more defensive minded one when Jack is getting sent off every other week and you know they had a lot of injuries and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Thomas is quite injury prone and stuff, but they need cover. Um, so I am personally quite shocked that they didn't, and especially after spending so much in summer, you thought they might bolster up a little bit in January, like some clubs do. So but...
1: I think it's a poor window for them, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's poor.
0: Yeah I think I think they they had a, a it looks like a they looked like they spent way too much on some on certain players I still think they did on some but most of their players have come really good that they got like a, a, a specifically sorry, if I can not get my words out specifically Tommy Yasu and um why is your name it?
1: Ramsdale.
0: Ramsdale sorry yeah, literally yeah, blank yeah. Ben Ramsdale it has been unreal for me and I think Carragher was saying signing the season um, which he totally could be for that club or that you know um, on how good he's been but yeah I'm just surprised they didn't um, get anyone else anyway we will move on um, so probably the the second to biggest I would say probably transfer for a club I'll let, I'll let you kick off on this one which is Villa
1: honestly I think they've won the window. to be honest um, the, the players they've got in have been Quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've got Coutinho in, who made instant impacts in that first game. Luca Dina, who is, you know, one of the best left backs in the in the league, I think, on his day. Um, and then they've got Callum Chambers, who, you know, we just spoke about him. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's solid cover at right back. Yeah. Um, and then they've got a chap from Dundee, who I think is probably a, a youngster. Um, yeah. Kerr Smith. I-
0: and then they've got um, a few others. I think I mean, they've got someone on loan from uh, Roma, wasn't it? Yeah, from Roma. And then um, the outs for them, obviously, was uh, Matty Target gone to Newcastle, and um, El Ghazi, who went to Everton, um, yeah. and Wesley. I, oh yeah, yeah.
1: And Wesley, I, I think yeah,
0: that, that um, I think they've had a yeah. I think they've had a really really solid transfer window. I think Coutinho is huge. I think, as you've said. He just wasn't chilling at Everton, but I think Luca Dini is an incredible signing and he already proved it on playing Everton. Turned back up, doing what he wanted. I think obviously Callum Chambers is coming in to get some game time, but obviously probably covering for the Matty target hole where he's going out somewhere else. Um, so Gerard probably, maybe this doesn't see anything in, in target and, and is getting players to cover. But I think, yeah, they're, they're just building on what they've needed and they've just building yeah. on, he's like, I want more, More from my from my uh, my fullbacks, and let's just see what's happening. And you know, I trust Gerard at the moment to to put together exactly what he's wanting, and and I think with the flair and the. Uh, you know the, the showmanship was the, that little bit of extra that Coutinho is going to bring as well. You know you're thinking Coutinho, he's going to bring the, the lights and stuff, but John McGinn and stuff like that's still going to be absolutely rampant behind him, and will go maybe a bit more unsung hero role. But they could yeah. gel really well together. So yeah, I think Aston Villa have done extremely well with this transfer. Window.
1: They have done fantastic this window. To be fair, they've they've cemented on what they did in the summer. To be honest,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. But they they kind of need to. If as we've discussed, you know, they were hoping for you know, ridiculously high at the beginning of the season, um, you know, and now with Gerard, I think that is more achievable, but they need to keep on building what they've got, keep on bringing that better and better and better players. And if they, if they want to be, which they apparently are looking for, you know, seventh spot, potentially next season, they they have to do that. And they have to keep bringing the personnel. And, you know, there was talks of Suarez, which apparently at one point was really strong. And I think that would have been incredible for them, but hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, I think I think they've done really well. So um, Brentford is the next one. Um, so this one, you know, Brentford aren't going to have that many crazy ins. Um, but they had two players that come in. They've got a new goalkeeper from their parent club, effectively from Mitchelland. So that's no surprise there. They've got a goalkeeper coming in as cover. Um, but I think the the for me the most important one we'll talk about all all evening just for the reason yeah. of how nice it's seeing back is obviously Christian Eriksen has signed for Brentford. Um, and mm-hmm. he hasn't obviously been able to play since his cardiac arrest um, at the Euro. So that's the, that's the real feel good fact there. And do you know what? I, I've always liked Christian Eriksen. I think he was amazing at Spurs, you know, United have linked to one point and I would have taken him. And uh, I think that, you know, it, 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 it's great to see him come back because of those reasons, but he is a solid player as well. So it's going to be a really big step up for, for Brentford to have a calibre of player like Eriksson in their squad,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is it. I mean, it is exactly the feel good factor, um, and I, there's still I've still got no doubts he can do the job as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, you know, give him a little bit of time to get up to speed. Yeah, um, you know, you don't want to see people out for, out for his throat too soon. But um, I, I do think he'll he'll do a job for him, and I think um, he'll get some good game time, and I think he he can make a real impact for Brentford, yeah. and possibly you know will help them keep away from that relegation zone.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I and I just I just really hope, which I'm sure he will, but I'm sure he's just going to kick on a bit like Daly Blinded when he went back to IX and had a similar thing with cardiac arrest and had a pacemaker attached to him. He is absolutely fine now, you know, and has, has you know cracked on for several seasons and has been you know great to them. So I hope. Uh, that that Eriksson has that last couple of years, and he goes out and the way he wants to go out, and, and and can do that. And if it's at Brentford, then it's at Brentford, and you know that, that I'm sure he's just happy to get a chance to play in the Premier League again uh, at, at a top, you know, a top flight of of kind of any particular league that would have him with the certain laws, obviously with going against him in Italy. Um, cool. Do you want to jump on to the next one? So it was the next one, Brighton.
1: Brighton, yeah. So we had um, three. Three ins, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They had the uh Kozlowski, yeah. Um, Dennis Undav, which actually for six million was an app, was a fantastic mm-hmm. uh, yes, buy, actually, yep. very, very good buy. Uh, and then uh, chat from Porto, yeah. Benicio Baker Boiti, yeah, that's probably a very good pronunciation. I would have thought, give it, give it a go with that. Um, yeah, I think He's it was a solid, Porto, isn't he? Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah, I think it was a solid. Uh, solid transfer window, to be honest. Yeah. I, th- you know, you know, nothing too special, nothing too magical, but some 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 good players in there having and around your squad for a bit of depth. Yeah, which 20, I think is important.
0: midfielders and a striker, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to have that in in your in your squad as well. Yeah. Um, and then the only notable outgoing mm-hmm. is Dan Burn for Newcastle,
0: which is uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got some points, but I'll cover those points when we get Newcastle. to Newcastle. I yeah, think. sure. Um but yeah i think you know probably not the worst bit of business to get 30 million quid for well him, i think so. i think
0: that was the thing i think originally they probed quite early on and and brighton were like no because they were going to keep him even if he wasn't playing first time every week he was the experience and and the cover um and then yeah it seems to be that they've they've kind of pushed it up a bit so i think as you said brighton probably will be quite happy with 30 mil for for burn and and um let him go anyway so we will move on now to Burnley which in my opinion potentially had the best uh transfer video <laughs> do you want to kick off a yeah
1: little? yeah phenomenal transfer <laughs> video um I got you gotta you gotta got love a uh um a social media team for a club yeah. and they have a little bit of banter about it uh but yeah so we'll talk about the outgoing first obviously Chris Wood to Newcastle we spoke mm-hmm. about this in in the previous round yeah. of reviews a lot of money for Chris Wood yeah. Uh, but if you if Newcastle come asking for a player, then you can tack on a lot of money to that player these days. Absolutely. Um but you know if you're gonna get rid of a six foot four striker, why not replace him with a six foot six striker in uh, in Veghorst? Um yeah. and if I if I remember rightly, I think I read a stat that uh, he is second in uh, Bundesliga gold contributions to Lewandowski. Now, there you go. Big so, man up um, top, big man up top. My only concern is it's very, very different league. Yeah. Um to the Bundesliga. And you know, as as a Saints fan, I've seen a lot of players come across from from the Bundesliga and not not hit the ground running. And I think Burnley needs someone to come in and really hit the ground running. So, you know, but you know, a six foot six striker in a Burnley side, you know, Sean Dykes likes his players to lump it up the top. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you can, you can see the game plan there. As you said, it's just whether he gels quickly enough because Chris Wood is not only the goal scorer, but he's such a provider and a hold up man and then passes it off to the team. So, yeah. yeah, he has to come in really quickly and take that role and do everything else as well. So, you know, but we, yeah, we'll get onto it for for Chris Woodmore for Newcastle as well. Um, So, next, quickly go on to Chelsea. So, Chelsea here, they just had. Um, two youngins, as we'll call them probably Uh, and quite a lot of teams have done this where they did have two ins. they've got uh, Dylan Williams who uh, came from Derby and they've got um, Mason burstow has gone from uh, Charlton who's really highly rated as well Uh, Williams is a left back uh, Burstow's a striker but again they're they're classic Chelsea style, it's it's future talent and uh, there was no other ingoings and nothing really notable outgoing so we'll probably just quickly move on
1: the only notable outgoing I'll say is that is Tino Andrewin, who was mm-hmm. linked to Southampton, uh, and at the moment it looks like we'll make a move for him in the summer when he's out of contract. So he's at go. Huddersfield on loan now, so he looks like he's going to be uh, a high potential youngster, so would fit very well in with Southampton.
0: Yeah, oh well, by all means, carry on to uh, what Crystal Palace next?
1: Palace uh, two two ins uh, Jean Philippe Mateta mm-hmm. from uh, Mainz 05, and Luke Plange. From yep. Derby, who's gone back on loan to Derby. I yep. think you know, you've probably got um some youngsters there to develop. Yeah. Um I, I, I I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Jean Philippe Mateta. No, I don't. Um but you know, I think you, what you're seeing in this whole window is a lot of teams that are just picking young talent and then bringing yeah, them trying on board. To pick those to gems tr- for a few try years. Try and develop. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um everyone's feeling the pinch. Yeah, well, and and Luke
0: is it a plang, or plang, however you say it. He's, um, was on Derby, but I think he was one of the Arsenal youngsters who was a bit of a talent a few years ago as well. So they might have gone, right, he's, he's good. He's, he's impressed at Derby. Let him go back for the season. Then if he comes in, he comes in. Um, and then yeah, see what happens. Um, well, yeah, you might as well kick on because this is another huge club. I didn't actually think that. Everton, is it? sorry, the next club I should have said, that I did not think we'd be saying some of the players that we're going to say uh, in terms of this club. And it'd be really interesting to get your thoughts on some of them.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Everton needed a rebuild. We mm. knew this. Uh, they're in a really bad position. Um Since the last roundup review, they have uh, hired Lampard. Yep. As the new manager. So, obviously, you've got that name, Paul. We can count him um, as an in. We can count him as an in. We certainly can. Uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, Michael lenko from... Dynamo Kiev, don't know a lot about the chat. Um, undisclosed fee as well, so I think it's probably a nominal fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Patterson from Rangers for £16 million, seems like a fairly decent buy. Yeah. Uh, El Ghazi from Villa on loan, I questioned it at the time. I don't think, you know, he's got sparks in him, El Ghazi. When he wants to, he's
0: think... one of them, isn't
1: he? If you're, if you're in the mire of relegation fighting, which Everton could be very soon, uh, is not going to sort you out there. Yeah, Van der Beek mm. from United on loan is a very, very shrewd very, signing. Very shrewd. Uh, I think that'll do wonders for the kids' uh confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get the game time is going to be brilliant, and I think you know it's a win win situation for everyone involved because he yeah. should you know he should be walking into that Everton team, he should be f- helping them survive, and hopefully. Getting further up that table and mm-hmm. then come back to United with that game experience. Him, Yeah. Uh so brilliant signing there. Next one, Deli Alley. There's 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 50-50. There's no question that Deli Alley is a very, very talented footballer yeah. if the right Deli Alley turns up. Yeah. I think that Tottenham getting 40 million for him is a very, very good bit of business from Daniel Levy. Yeah, I did because I don't think Delhi Ali has been worth forty million pounds for a long time. Yeah. Um. Uh, but he could do the job at Everton.
0: Yeah. No. And it, exactly. And, 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 and like I think you've covered the, the first three players. I just have something to add on the the two midfielders. Um. At the end. Um. And it's more that I think we'll sort of Ali, as we've just talked about. Him. So I think yeah. I think it's very fifty fifty. I think it's it's not a lot of money if you're getting the old Ali from three or four seasons ago, but I think it is a lot of money if he's carrying on the same trajectory that he is now, and there seems to be a lack of motivation, a lack of lots of other things going on behind the scenes, and um, yeah, he's shown flashes of talent, as I said, at the few games that we've seen in this season where he's really been up for it, he's looked really good again. So, you know, they, they could have got, you know, a really good steal there, and you know he's young. He can play for a very long time. Could build himself back up at the Everton squad. Um, but the really interesting for me was uh, Van der Beek. So Van der Beek should be playing more at United, in my personal opinion. I understand he doesn't sometimes fit, and he's he sacrificial lamb in terms of when he's playing, who he's playing against, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's no denying from all reports that I've heard and players and everything that he is extremely good trainer and he tries so hard when he's on the pitch so i think as you've kind of um said as well i think he is get my head down work really hard impress in, in the prem under lampard and then potentially try and if if united have a new manager or if it if it carries on being ragnick but he's done the work then that's a whole different conversation As summer so it's when with him the interesting one was that um he was very heavily linked to a different club first which was crystal palace um and I think he would have done really well at Palace too. And I almost think, I think he would have had, I think he'd be Gator first, like one of the first names in Team either because he has that talent. But I think that, he would have shined better for different reasons at the different clubs. I think he would have been done amazingly at Palace, because I think him and Gallagher could have linked up really well in the more attacking sense. But I think in Everton he'll stand out more because he'll elevate the rest of them so much and his work rate will really come in to play. But I think, yeah, so it's, it's a really shrewd signing. I wish Donnie all the best. Um, I will miss hearing his little song as he's doing the doing the warm-up because I always enjoy that one. Um but I think yeah, I, I'm hoping, I really hope that Van Beek isn't one that slips through the net, and he does come back to us in the summer as a as a potential to go in there. So yeah, we will see. Um, right, so the the next oh, oh sorry, and we should probably say as well, sorry, the out which is a huge out, uh, which we have touched on, but we yeah we said it, which was Lucadini as well. I can't believe that Rafa sanctioned one of Everton's best players to go to Villa. And I think that I don't I said I said at the time on a round review a couple of weeks ago. I don't care if he's had an issue with the board and the club and Rafa. They should have done what they can to make that work because they've had to come in and replace players. But he has he's you know defensively he's 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 not bad. But in terms of attacking play and that final ball, um, he, he's up there with with a lot of the top attacking um like wing backs. So I think they've they've missed out on a huge person there, and they've obviously tried to cover in their window for them. Um, so we'll move on. So, so, next club we've got here is uh, Leeds. Uh, so, Leeds have only got one in, uh, which was Mateo Jose Fernandez from Espanol. Fernandez closed fee as well. He's kind of a forward player. I don't know a lot about him. We're going to say that probably quite a lot about lots of these players. Um, and they didn't have any notable outs that I saw. I don't know if you saw any different.
1: No, yeah, same, same thing that I saw, really. Uh, if, I think you, if you're a Leeds fan, you'd be looking for a little bit of investment. I think they are. You know we've seen already how gutted their team becomes with a few key injuries. Um, but they did manage to keep hold of the likes of Rafinha, yeah, which is always going to be a worry for him. So, so well, this is a thing, and I think, <laughs> I think what you've got to realize is, um, especially in January for some teams, keeping hold of players is as good Huge. as buying signing, in as yeah, players. Yeah. So, I think you know, leaves flying under the radar there. I don't think you know it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great transfer window for them I think that you know I would have liked to have seen a couple players come in maybe Mm -hmm. uh, just to strengthen them up but you know
0: absolutely and I think the exact same sentiment goes to the next team as well which is Leicester so they had a um uh and in as well, which was, um, uh, Armani Richards from Arsenal, Fernandes close for exactly the same forward player again, probably quite young, but exactly the same thing I would have said that if we don't think we need to go there. We just summed it up. Same situation. Yeah, I would like to see them bring some people in, but they didn't, uh, so yeah. we will move on. Um, do you want to start with uh, the next one, which is Liverpool?
1: Yeah. So only one in, but it was a big in, uh, Luis Diaz from mm-hmm. Porto. Uh, great signing, fantastic mm-hmm. signing. Um, and one of the, the best uh, narratives of the transfer window was uh, who are Tottenham linked to? And where does that player go in the end? <laughs> uh, and I know that was a running joke in our little group chat. It was. Um, but yeah, great signing from Liverpool, I think. Um, you know, really solid. 49 million. I feel like that's an OK kind of price tag for him as well. Um and then outgoings, the only two notable ones, I'd say, is uh, Neco Williams going to Fulham yep. on loan, which is good because Fulham are pushing for that, that Premier League uh, mm-hmm. automatic spot. Uh, and Nat Phillips to Bournemouth on loan yeah. as well, which is another solid, you know, they're both time. two yeah. teams right at the top of the championship. They'll get game time in a highly competitive position. So, um, yeah, really smart business for Liverpool, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think a lot of Liverpool fans are extremely excited about um, the prospect of Diaz, you know, attacking winger to cover for Mane or Salad, depending which one's out at the time or not performing so well. Um, and I do think, as we kind of discussed in our group chat as well, that he is cover for Mane potentially next season going in the summer. Um, so they're, they're kind of already covering themselves there. And the only other one I was going to mention was... Um, obviously fell through right at the last minute but from Fulham as well was um, Fabio Cavallo who you know it was so close to them and it really highly touted and it really seemed like everything was going through I think even Fabrizio was like yeah it's going to be done and all that and then it just something didn't go wrong but I think they'll either just go back in the summer if they still want him and, and get something done then but you know it is one of them and, and they didn't get him but that that's the way it goes sometimes uh we've seen we've seen crazy things happen in transfer windows before so um yeah and i think there'll be the, i think Liverpool fans will be happy um that they got diaz especially over yeah tottenham when they thought they weren't going to get him and then linked and then did get him um so the next one i'll go into so is that city um so actually i think city's a really interesting one because they had a really big outgoing, going, which was kind of talk of the town first, um, which was Ferran Torres gone to Barcelona for 55.2 mil. Um, I think it's an interesting one. I think it's a, a case of the negative side of Pep brulet He's not getting enough time in the team and he wants to show off his talents. And so when he was asked to play, you're asked to play wherever you play in the City squad, a bit like Grealish, maybe doesn't have so much you know, uh, chance to do what he did at, at Villa and stuff. And he has a role in that team, but that's what you get if you're going to a team like City so I think all parties will be happy for that and I think they'll be happy with the price tag Um, the ins was an interesting one because actually the opposite side, uh, Manchester United were linked with um, Julian Alvarez before a lot more. But it's a very typical City move where they've gone, okay, they might be wanting to look at him too, but he is very talented. Um, So they bought him from um, Replay for 40 mil, but he's coming in the summer. Uh, The only interesting thing with the City link as well is that he is dubbed as the next Aguero. Uh, so who knows? You know that they've they've done that. You know it's an interesting one as well because I also think it's really shrewd business because if they don't get that main striker signing that that people are saying that they need, which they're proving that they don't currently, um, you know that that they have someone who could step up to that position next year and hasn't cost them an arm and leg at all, like 14 million. You know, City tend to get these really incredible shrewd deals for players that could turn out to be amazing talent you know, sometimes they spend outrageous man's money, obviously like left and right back costing like 50, 60 million. I'm not saying that they always get shrewd signings, but you know, that then covers them in both situations.
1: Yeah. And I think that that would be uh, my little under the radar pick for fans mm-hmm. football next season. Um, I imagine it'll be cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- um, and you know, if he lives up to that potential, he could bang in a few goals for you. Yeah, Who knows? So <clears throat> yeah. I think yeah. smart business from City they don't need to spend money they've already got a team of Galacticos and a really, second team of Galacticos. and a third team of Galacticos. <laughs> so, they don't yeah. need to spend money on on players right now you know they what they're doing is they're doing it very very well and
0: if they want next summer they're just going to summer there's going to get a massive big striker signing and they've yeah. probably just got 55 mil from Ferran exactly. Torres so that's they're already
1: smart business smart sorting business. out the money
0: um so the next one so uh, again I wasn't expecting anything we're onto my team uh, we're onto Manchester United um there was lots of rumours of a midfielder coming in. I wasn't hopeful that we were going to get one. I think they're just seeing how things pan out with the team currently. And then they're going to assess in summer a lot more for a lot of positions. Um, like, you know, Declan Rice and all those kind of people are touted at, at being the the, the the first choice. Um, but there was uh, three... But actually, there was quite a lot of outgoings. I won't mention them all, but I think three or four big outgoings to mention, which was uh, obviously one of them talked about already, which is Donny Van der Beek to Everton. Um, then you had Anthony Martial, who's gone to Sevilla for the rest of the season on loan, full wages paid, which is good for all parties. Um, you had uh, uh, um, Twan Zevi, um, who's gone to Napoli. Um, and then finally, you had um, Amad Diallo, who I know a lot of people have kind of been talking about recently as well, Of was bought for quite a lot of money. Um, but came in and has had, he had an injury before this and it is a lot of time out, but he showed glimpses. And what I like to see is uh players prove people wrong. And so he's gone to Rangers and on his first game for Rangers, he scored and actually got the crowd going already. So I, I'd, I'd like to see him do that and kick on more. Problem is we have so many people like, um, you know, Mengi's gone back on, uh, on loan as well, gone out. And there's so many talented players, but it's like, you know, we talk for like the Chelsea's and stuff. We have a whole academy going out on loan. And only some of them are going to make it. So, But you just hope that any players going out, they're just doing their best um, to do anything. And actually, Anthony Martial is the only one who I want to do well for different reasons because I want him to do well so we get a good price tag for him when we sell him in the summer. (laughs) And that's really about it. So we'll move on. So we'll move on to the biggest one again. And I'll let you kick off on this one, which is... The Magpies, Newcastle, Newcastle
1: yeah. Um, so we we had a we had a little brief chat before we started recording today, mm-hmm. and actually we both come down on opposite sides of the fences on this because I yeah. don't think that's enough to keep him up, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, Kieran Trippier, you know he he's he's a very good right back. We mm-hmm. know this. Is he a little bit past it? Maybe. I don't know. Need a few a few games to do it. Chris Wood, hardly prolific. Um, he, he fits well in Burnley's style of play, but that is not the same as Newcastle's yep. style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a problem there. Uh, Guimaraes, um, you know, forty million pound from Leon. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. A lot of money for a, for a player from eleventh uh, placed team in Liga.
0: When you look at it, Deli Ali for the same
1: money. Sorry to interrupt, quick. Well, this is it, isn't yeah. it? Well, you can see people have seen Newcastle and got pound signs in their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, pff, all right, okay, I could take that. Matt Target. I I, look, I like Matt Target. He's an ex-Saint, but, you know, we sold him because he wasn't getting in our team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Villa see him as a liability. Hence why he's out. And then Dan Byrne from Brighton. Dan Byrne by the way is their fourth choice center back mm-hmm. after uh what was it um oh, was uh Sven Botman mm-hmm. was one of them um I oh, forget the rest. Yeah been linked with loads. Uh but they've yeah, been linked with like uh three other center backs. Uh Diego Carlos and uh Benoit Badiashile mm-hmm. the other two. So fourth choice um center back there. I oh, mean I don't know. Dan Burn wasn't really getting in that Brighton squad. I don't think they've got any like you know other than Gimenez and arguably Trippier. I don't think they've made really solid signings. Mm-hmm. I think they've they've struggled. They've been linked with everyone. Yeah. Um. The only people you're going to get are people who want the money. I think. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're and you know if they survive relegation in the summer they've got a better bargaining chip. Yeah. But absolutely. right now. The players that are going to come to you are going to come to you because either you're, you're signing them from a smaller team, in which case they're not going to be Premier League ready, yeah. or you're signing them towards the end of their contracts and they're older players, or players that might just be there for a little bit of cash before the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't personally think that's enough to keep them up.
0: Yeah, so, so my side... Um... It's not anything extreme where I'm saying they're absolutely going to stay up. I, I still think there's a there's a big chance. I'm just saying I think that before I was like 100 percent and now I think they're more like 75 percent. And just because um, I think that there's a there's a small chance that 25 percent they could sneak it. Because from from looking at those um, signings for me, I go, right, Kieran Trippier. I still think he he is getting older, but I still think he's great. You know, won La uh, La Liga last year and he's going to be a a big influence in that dressing room for them. I think a lot of money for Chris Wood, but I think he's going to provide something and clearly anyhow seen how he wants to play. Maybe that's a target man and then bringing it down and spreading it to St Maxim on the wing or something. That could be, and Joe Linton, that could be the the whole plan going forward. Um, But I think it's a lot of money to pay. And also I think half of his signing... Is is for that, but half of his signing is to try and condemn Burnley by taking him from them to completely do yeah. that. So I think we're both in agreement on that point. Um, I think Bruno is again, I think Bruno is the most hyped one of all of the transfer window. And for I don't think he'll come as much as they're hyping him up. Like he was like everywhere on social, it was like he's gonna be the savior, he's gonna do this. You know, I don't know a lot about him. I'm not gonna pretend I do. Apparently he's quite a good box to box midfielder. Um, sorry, excuse me. I'm not sure. Like, I think the, the, the the jury's out on that one. If he is what they say he is fair play. And that could really help them.
1: All I'm going to say right now, Joe Linton too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Could be have one or two great games. And then everyone talks about him and goes, why hasn't he been playing for a year? And then you realize he's been pony for like nine months and then has one or two good games. So yeah, absolutely. Could be. Um, And then Matty target. I I agree. He's been replaced um, at Villa by obviously Luca Dina. Um, and I think that's a massive upgrade for for Villa. But I think what they've done with these last two ones, Matty Target, and not so much Target compared to Burn. what I'm about to say, but they've gone for the experience there. They've gone for, these guys are going to come in, solidify the stuff up a bit more and bring all that experience. I think we said that the centre-backs, it was a massive issue. But I think that looking at the team, they've now got a new left-back, new right-back, a new centre-back, new midfielder, and a new striker. So effectively bought nearly a whole new spine to the team. And they've left the flair players like St Maximum stuff to, uh, to still be in there and and have impact. But I just think that Newcastle leaking so many goals that, with Dan Burns' experience, he might not play all the time, but when he does play, he'll bring his experience. But I also think for the dressing room and training, with those new, and I think Matty like Matty, Matty Target sorry not Matty Cash Matty Target is not over the hill as much as Burn and won't be like that much of an issue on that side. And I think he'll jump straight in first team as so well. Trippier. so I'm, I'm not saying it's enough. I'm just saying that, that I think there's a smaller chance it could be. I think they could, by the skin of their teeth, it could be like Burnley. Uh, not not in any particular order. It could be Burnley, Watford, Norwich, and they could just scrape it. But I do think it's still a big ask. Um, and let's see what Eddie Howe can do. You know, they might shock everyone. I think you know the joke still would be funny if you're the richest club in the world and you're in the Championship. But that remains to be seen. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, so again, I'm going to say Norwich and Southampton. I've got NA next to them, but you can correct me if you think there's anything to really talk about with them too.
1: Yeah. So Norwich, we've got to talk about Todd Cantwell. Going oh, yeah, on true, loads of true. Bournemouth, um, I think he's an uh, outrageous move by yeah. Norwich. Well, again, I, I don't don't get that.
0: I'd be looking at a prem move for him, like in Everton or something yeah. like that. With, yeah. I, I
1: think if Norwich go down, I think we'll get bought by yeah, you know, yeah. You know, we've we've been linked to him before. Um, I, I think, think he's good a quality though. player. Yeah, I think he's a very very good player. Just needs a bit of nurture, and I think. Yeah. Um, Southampton wise, um, I, I I I'm not unhappy with mm-hmm. not signing anyone. I would have liked to have seen us um, get a keeper in, to be honest. But when they gave uh, Big Willie Caballero a contract at the end of the season, I realised that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and we've got the likes of Sam Johnson going on a free from West Brom in the summer. Yeah, um, Next United heavily, yeah, uh, Heavily linked to him. We've also been linked a lot with Dean Henderson yep. um, as well. Money, you will know, be lot of money, sure, but you know, I think he's a quality oh, keeper
0: I think he's unbelievably good, like if um, it wasn't you know, for De Gea's form, I'd take him all day of the week,
1: yeah, and you know if if we if if we ha- if that does happen, I'd be very happy equally, I'd be very happy of Sam Johnston as well, yeah. Um, yeah and then I think a lot of the work that Samton had done have been putting groundwork in place for the summer. Yeah. I mentioned earlier Tino Andurin from Chelsea uh, that looks like that'll be something to happen in the summer um and then obviously the Armando Broja saga yeah um looks like now that if we avoid relegation which He's i think starting. i think i think we, we will yeah, you def- you definitely um, will. i think we we've got enough now to keep us keep that buffer in place um he'll he'll come to us uh probably with a buyback fee yeah. as well because uh, and i think the the uh, article i read today was that chelsea would be happy to sanction that move if the player wanted that move which i think so he if, will. I think he will as well and I think Chelsea would be happy to do business of Southampton because you know we've got by all accounts good uh, relationships with Chelsea um, and there is buyback clauses in so we're kind of doing the development part for them absolutely Um, and they're getting the option then to buy them back if they do become you know pretty hot Um, but yeah not an unhappy you know a lot of of youngsters going out on loans which is quite good Um, quite good for us Uh, and obviously Sam McQueen Sadly, retiring at a fairly young age after a string of injuries, um, which is obviously sad to see. But uh, but yeah, not not an awful window for us to be honest.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you want to jump onto the next one? So they, you know, obviously spent the most in the last last day of the window. So we'll go on to Spurs, who yeah missed out on everyone apparently, but still managed to bring in quite a few players.
1: Yeah. So um, they had uh, Ben Tanko. Ben Tanko. I can't. I don't know what his name is. And. Kulusevski so both from yeah both from Juventus <laughs> yeah um, Kulusevski on, on loan yeah, yeah exactly um, I don't know a lot about these players to be fair I haven't really been following a lot of Serie A yeah, um, this season um, their outgoings are fairly interesting though Brian Gill on loan to Valencia I mean he was bought for a considerable sum of money a couple of seasons like 20, ago
0: 21 mil
1: last night? yeah yeah for a youngster and Dombele off to Lyon on loan, I can't believe a Premier League club didn't get him as well. I know. I, well, I don't think I don't think Tottenham. The thing is, I the, the one thing I will say is I don't think Premier League clubs want to deal with Daniel Levy, but he's such a prick. Basically, um, he
0: their record signing in Dol I Baleo? think he is, isn't yeah.
1: he? He is. And uh, and the thing is as well, I think he just he's uh, he's often scapegoated, like you said about Donny, mm-hmm. he's a sacrificial lamb for that Tottenham yeah, side, yeah. which I, I've gone a record before I so said this Tottenham side is piss poor at the moment. Uh, and I think Andombele gets unfairly um pointed out there. Mm-hmm. Uh Lucelso. Yep. He he cost a bit a bit of money as well. Yeah. To The Villarreal on loan. And then obviously Deli Alley to Everton. We've already spoke about that. Yeah. Great bit of business from Tottenham to get 40 million for him, really.
0: Yeah. I think it's just um it surprises me. Again, I, I don't know a huge amount about the, the two Juve players, obviously both midfielders, uh well, one's wing a winger slash a midfielder, um, but but bolstering up that that kind of the wing to help out with the Canes on triangle at the top. And then obviously the other one to replace and Don and, and everyone else in the midfield. But I just think I was sure that Conte would come in and go, right, you're going to be my, you're my absolute monster in the midfield. And it just hasn't happened. And he, you know, wants people from AC Milan or uh, back from Inter and all sorts of stuff. But I understand it's a, it's a very Conte thing to get rid of a lot of players uh, on loan and then see how they do and stuff and it's just maybe they're not his players at all and that's that's good that you get in there and do what you want but I think it's yeah it's very awkward for Spurs where they were linked with so many people and getting loads of uh, you know really apparently close deals and then none of them happening but I do think you, you're absolutely right nobody wants to deal with Levy and um, but for, for, for a very good track record like he might be a really shrewd businessman but the problem is he's a very true businessman that then gets rid of all the deals and people wanting to deal with them because people get burned or people get like having to pay lots of money. Like, you know, they they might have seen it as a loss back in the day, but just from a United perspective, when we took Carrick and Berbatov from them, we still paid a good amount of money for them. And that, that relationship was there where they, they pushed us a bit more to make us pay. But now, like, like the whole city thing, it's not going to go there, are you? Like re- re- the reality is, they bought uh, like City, sorry. They bought in Alvarez, and they might look at other people. But Haaland's available this summer. Are they really going to go back for Harry Kane if they don't need him now? Probably not, because exactly. they don't. They don't want to make the move, and they don't want to spend that much money. Mental. Um. So yeah, that's that's Tottenham. Yeah, I think they're 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 shredding their squad out, and I'm don't know a huge amount about them, but I'm not sure that two people, two players from Uve who. Are probably subpar at if they've been let go, um, are going to gonna change that for them. It's going to have to, Conte's going to have to work his magic elsewhere. Um, so we've got a couple of teams left. So Watford, um, Watford had four ins and I don't really know a lot about most of them. Um, so they brought in uh, Kamara, they brought in uh, Udinese, they, uh, sorry, Samir from Udinese, they brought in uh, Kayemba and they brought in Kalu, and all of them, I don't know, a huge amount, and they're all you know, a left back, a centre back, a midfielder, and a winger. I think this is very much the standard Watford scouting of these guys seem pretty good. Let's give them a go and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I feel like they've they've I feel like they maybe uh, have bought them ready for championship yeah. next season. Um, you know, if you're a Watford fan, you'd be looking for a more of an impact signing, someone yeah. to help you this season, but Ah, uh, smart business, I think. You know, yeah. they've got obviously new gaffer there now in uh, old Hodgson. Yeah, well, they, so, and, um, and they
0: could be going right. Well, Kalu can replace. Um, Why is his name Got out of my head? It'll come back to me in a minute. I was just trying to think. I, I was like, you know, Samir might be replacing Trusa Kong if he's not having such a good time. Um, and they've got players that, yeah, they might be thinking we're going to sell certain players and then these guys are going to replace them for the championship, which is fair enough. Um, I didn't really see anything for outgoings that was that notable from Watford. Um, and the same with West Ham, I didn't really see it. There was no ins and there wasn't any particular outs that I was, um, which is which surprises me because the, the, the form they're in, they've kind of, they've dipped a bit, but they keep going up and then dipping it up and dipping But They're still in, a, let's not be, let's be around the bush, a fantastic position for West Ham. And they, they seem to be really solidifying themselves in that, you know, fourth, sixth area you would have thought David Moyes would have been bringing in some, some backup, even if that is, as they've said a million times, if Antonio gets injured, there's not a lot covering him. And he is very yeah. injury prone.
1: I think that West Ham are just consolidating, to be mm-hmm. honest. I think, you know, like you say, the only real need is uh, for a backup striker, I think, yeah. at West Ham. But let's wait and see what happens. They're no doubt going to get a big paycheck in the in the summer because I can't see him get holding on to Declan well, Rice. Well,
0: let's say Declan Rice goes for 120 million to Manchester United. They can replace Declan Rice and Mark Noble at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's going to be a bidding war because Chelsea are interested in Declan yeah. Rice as well. So there's going to be some sort of bidding war going on as well. So, yeah, I'm not surprised about that. I, I think that realistically they've got a good enough squad as yeah. it is. Um, cool, well, yeah.
0: we'll move on. Last team. One. So we'll get on last to the
1: So, the biggest thing, I guess, was actually I think the out, which was Adama yeah, Traore yeah. to Barcelona. And another one that top, yeah, not Spurs. <laughs> another one that missed out on, which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Which is a shame because I heard Daniel Levy had already bought uh, all, all the, the barrels baby of baby oil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, did you, but also, did you see the wage
0: thing? I can't remember how much his wages were on, but basically, I can't remember his exact wages at Barcelona. But I'm told, uh, for, like from the sources that I saw, that his. um his wages at Spurs was 120 grand a week. Apparently at Barcelona, it's like 30 or 40. And he's just, I going, think it's, Oops. I
1: think, I think it's 15k Jesus. a week. I think it's like really quite low. So that,
0: that, if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does. Cause he could have generally, their plan was at Spurs, it would have been Son, Trial, mm-hmm. Ray, Kane. As the as yeah. the, the four three and the fact he's turned down that amount of money to go no, I want to play for Barça, help them do their rebuilding. up uh, that is crazy to me.
1: Yeah. Um, but four ins, uh Hayo Kawebi from yep. Zurich. Yeah. Uh Chiquinho from Estoril, which is good because you need a Portuguese player if you're Wolves. <laughs> um, so they've got their one Portuguese signing. Yeah. Uh, Huang Hee Chan. Yeah, the ball. Uh, they've they yeah, they've absolutely they've actually signed him now. So uh, from uh, from Leipzig and yep. then Jong Sang Bin yep. from Suwon Samsung Blue I can't remember
0: whether it's Sang Bin or whether it's koebe but one of them's known as the grasshopper and I was like I love the fact they're now just buying players with nicknames of animals so, so I was like that that's good I like that but obviously we know that um Quanky Chan, obviously we both had him in Fantasy League at one point and um, he settled in no problem, Um, so I think that's good and the other ones, I think especially uh, Kawebe seems to be the one that they're touting because he's uh, quite a prolific midfielder apparently, don't know huge amounts about him I just saw a quick thing and so you know if they're getting some replacements um, for uh, players i think uh, chiquinho plays on the wing so that could be the trial replacement and then just solidifying up and you know that could be enough for them and i think it probably will be again i don't think they're going to finish great but i don't think they're going to finish awfully um so they're just doing business there but you know if if um if if the ball's anything to go by then that their scouting's going just that just fine so that's a, yep. that's a wait and see and and that's the, that's probably quite a a good way to wrap up um, the transfers in general. I think there's a lot of players which are we'll wait and see, uh and I think that whole Newcastle squad is a we'll wait and see. Like the only yeah. one I'm confident out of that entire list is Kieran Trippier. This is the only one I'm completely fine knowing that he's going to do it. The only thing is his legs, but I think he's alright. The rest of them are such. We'll see that you just yeah. don't know. Um, but it was an interesting one. Going back to the, the original uh, like statement I made in the beginning, that seems quite a lot of money for not a crazy amount of stars.
1: Yeah, I think what you've seen though is a lot of that money comes from one or two players. Yeah, you know, you've got forty nine million pound yeah, for yeah, Diaz, yeah. Uh, forty million pound for Ali, uh, yeah, for Ali and oh, for yeah. Bruno Gremieres as well. So already you've got you know a hundred odds, hundred and twenty odd million yeah. just in those in those three players so
0: yeah,
1: well. i was gonna say so you can see like that you know those kind of players yeah. chris Wood, 25 million and i um
0: yeah, yeah but i do just think it's really interesting that there's a lot of players a lot of big club players that have been either sold or shipped out to other clubs as well it's really really interesting there's been a lot of switcheroos and the the Premier League middle middle table battles from lots of clubs as well so lots of managers either prepping for next season or and you know this could be the way maybe this is the future of the the, the Premier League and you're seeing spending is going to keep going up but loads of players that were bought for first team if they're not working straight away getting banged into other teams in the Prem and
1: yeah what you're good what you're good at, what you're seeing is the the big teams with the big squads putting their players out on loan now while they can get ready yeah to get them ready because if they need to sell them they want yeah, to sell to them sell with them. a bit of a price tag um, in the summer because they won't be allowed to put as many players out on loan absolutely so are we saying
0: that Villa wins I think we are saying that we think Villa, Villa, I think wins, Villa the wins transfer I think
1: Villa wins I think Everton Everton are up there as well because I think yeah. that's a, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think for me if it's top
0: three we're talking I think it's I think it's Philip, Newcastle, Everton in terms of business style.
1: Uh, I, th- I think Newcastle only gets in there because of the sheer amount of players.
0: of players, yeah, <laughs> they bought, yeah. yeah oh, that's right, the great.
1: only reason. I, d- I don't think they, if, if we were looking at a, <laughs> On a quality signing basis, I don't think Newcastle no, makes No, it.
0: no, I agree. But when they're all combined and what the effect are, I think they might have, I think I think we'll put them there. Anyway, um, I did have, I don't know if you saw this, and I didn't discuss it beforehand, but I thought the listeners might find it quite funny as well because it technically is a transfer thing. So I know, I'd like to do a fun story then if I can. So if I say Roberto Carlos, did you see anything about this?
1: Oh, do you know what? It rings a bell. I think I saw a video.
0: So... I'll I'll read it out. So basically, uh, Roberto Carlos, who is 48 now, I think everybody knows who I'm talking about, Brazilian World Cup winner, Real Madrid, ridiculous free kicks, everything like that. Best left foot in the game. Yeah, well, people still say that to this day. So what if I told you that he will be making an appearance for the Bull in the Barn? So the Bull in the Barn are a uh, non-league team uh, who play in the sorry, never get my notes in the Shrewsbury and District League, and it was won via an eBay bid. So he's put his services up on eBay. I think it was probably for charity. Um, I can't quite remember. So yeah, I thought this was a really fun story. So I'll read out the whole thing. But it says. Um, yeah, Reverso Carlos, uh, the Brazilian legend, is set to make an appearance for the Shropshire pub team. The Bull in the Barn won the services of Carlos, now 48, in a dream transfer raffle on eBay, meaning he will appear as a substitute at one of the Shrewsbury and District Games in February. Uh, on Friday afternoon, our manager, Ed Speller, sent a message to say we won the competition and none of us believed him. We thought he was having us on. And lots of them basically said, like, they all got ap- they all went out and got absolutely bladdered, and they woke up and were like, are we dreaming? But no, absolutely. Sometime in February, at, at, against probably another pub team in that league, Roberto Carlos <laughs> will be coming on in the second half.
1: <laughs> I hope that's on TV. I hope that's on It televised. won't be,
0: but there'll be <laughs> some kind of YouTube. There'll be there'll be Sky Sports cam. I mean, yeah, yeah. if, it, if it, this is going to happen, it's going to be the most attended game, probably up until like, you know, we're talking good levels of of, of English football. That's going to be a big crowd, and if you're near drop what you're doing go to every game in February no matter what if they don't announce it early yeah. just go because to, to be, it doesn't matter if he's 48 just to see Roberto Carlos play even if it's 15 minutes yeah. is it going to be quality that's it. so but I Brilliant. thought that was a fun story that a pub yeah, team is that. getting Roberto Carlos <laughs> to, to come and play for them so what a transfer that is um, for, for an eBay raffle um, but that is it I mean I don't know if you've got anything else to add on on the transfers so I think we've pretty much summed it up no yeah
1: that's it I think we've been pretty thorough
0: yeah i do too so that has been uh the january transfer window special um for community fc um if you've been liking this, this uh, content don't forget to give us a like and let us know and we can do the transfer windows we'll do some summer speculations uh, when we get closer to that window um you know uh, give us a like if you liked the video subscribe hit the notification bell to get notified every time we go live uh, don't forget we're now on spotify if you this you'll prefer to listen to us uh ramble on as we did last week don't want to look at us yeah fair enough um but yeah, if you, if you go on Spotify, give us a follow. Um, and if you give us a five-star rating, that really helps us out and gets the pod out to lots of other people that might want to be listening. But um, well, that's really it. Thank you again as my uh, regular co-host, Rich.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Um, and we will see you all next week. Uh, we've finally got some football coming out, whether that's FA Cup this weekend for a lot of people. Um, but I think we'll all just be glad to see our teams. It feels weird when they're not like for two weeks kind of nearly of, of fixtures of that football strange anyway right thank you very much for listening have a good week everyone and we will catch you next week